Okay, guys. Well, we'll get started. So, um, welcome to everybody. Thanks for joining um, one of our first webinars that we've hosted. Um, this is focused around how to motivate a remote team, which we thought was particularly topical for where we find ourselves right now. Um, so, I'm Missy um, Shutvine, head up the permanent team in the West End office at Tiger. Um, and today, joined by Tessa Cooper, um, she is the founder of Collaborative Future um, and a specialist in workplace collaboration. Um, she joins us from Nottingham today. So hello, Tessa. Hi, everyone. I can imagine that you've had quite a busy couple of weeks in the line of work that you're in, um, all the different changes that we've been seeing from companies working from home pretty much um, on a national global scale. Um, and with that, I guess, a lot, you know, some organizations are going to be very used to that way of working, um, others not so much. So there's been a lot of sort of questions and people looking for insights and, and help into kind of how to actually go about the day to day with, you know, the, what the new normal sort of looks like for now. Um, so what advice have you been given to get been giving to managers who are sort of looking to motivate um their teams who are in this in this new setup yeah um so just the first thing to say on that is um so over the past um few years uh, 10 years actually i've been working with a mix of um uh, remote and um face-to-face -face teams so distributed teams and teams that work in the same office as one another and the one thing that i would say is that um some of the teams that i work with who are used to working in a uh, distributed remote way are also struggling at this time because okay. this is not the um this is not the normal situation that they would usually find themselves in you know so much has changed for everyone not just um where they're based and how they're communicating with one another. Um, so I think really most of the advice that I've been giving to people over the last few weeks has been around, um, firstly, um, managers in particular, how they um, uh, are able to uh, share the things that they are going through themselves and the things that are new to them and what they're struggling with. I think a lot of managers um, that I've been speaking to, both those who are used to running remote teams and those who aren't used to running remote teams, a thing that they all share is that they are um, worried about how they support their team through this situation when no one really knows um, the answers and no one really knows how long um, uh, teams are going to be affected by things and also what the sort of um, possible uh, implications are going to be in the future. So I think there's a real um, onus on uh, managers to be open to talking um, very uh, transparently with people and um, opening themselves up to sharing some of their own challenges with their teams so that everyone can have a really clear understanding of um, uh, the things that um, you need to work through together. Um, and not try and sort of have all the answers for everyone all the time. Um, I think the other thing as well is um, how uh, managers set examples to other people. So um, uh, in terms of um, good like remote working practices, that might be about literally how you set an example around the ways in which you communicate 
Um, it could be that you um, do things like uh, signaling to your team when you're coming online or letting them know when you're leaving for lunch and that type of stuff. It could be on that sort of small scale or it could be on a much larger scale. So it could be around um, how you set an example around uh, the flexibility that you um, need at this time for yourself. So perhaps you have um, children that are at home now with you or you might have um caring responsibilities or you might be suffering yourself from uh things like anxiety and um stress and so how you ask for the flexibility that you need from your team um, will demonstrate to them that it's okay to ask for what they need as well um so i think uh yeah i mean i guess the main thing is to say that this is affecting everyone in lots of different ways there's obviously practical things that you can do and to help you specifically with the remote element. Um, uh, but there's also much more a much more human side to things and in how we sort of look after ourselves and look after other people um, during this period of time. Um, I guess the last thing that I'd say in terms of uh, what I've been uh, guess what what advice I've been giving people to date is um, actually seeing this as an opportunity to take a pause as a team um, particularly if you have been um, uh, working in one way and then suddenly you're having to work in a different way your routine might have changed the ways you communicate might have changed and using it as an opportunity to actually get back together as a team in some form um, online to talk about what your expectations are of one another and talk about um, uh, how this change um, can be best managed together um, and also how you can um, make the most of this situation. So it might be that um, now that you've, uh, you can't do as many meetings as you used to do or now that you um, uh, some of your work might have um, uh, dropped off because of the um, coronavirus situation, um, that you actually have space and time as a team to work on stuff that you didn't really get a chance to work on before. Um, and that might be a whole host of things. It might be sort of a new strategy. It might be um, team building stuff, or it might be um, learning new skills together um, and doing some personal development. Yeah, I think that's definitely, I guess, one of the positives to take away from you know this situation. And I guess in any situation, we're always trying to seek out the positives and, and see what we can take from whatever's going on. So. Um, yeah, as you say, with, with this situation, I think the underlying thing you're saying there is around the fact that that communication is key. And despite not being able to be face to face or, mm -hmm. you know, um, maybe in a virtual way, but I think um, that communication is just that constant, mm -hmm. that sort of constant communication. And as you say, sort of being on a level um, with the team as well. So the, you know, I think empathizing with them and sort of you know mm -hmm. making sure it's not just about the work side it's checking in about everything else mm -hmm. it's such an uncertain time so um i guess moving on to next point on this in terms of i guess that you know there are going to be lots of challenges that we come across so what are the sort of major challenges that um businesses are seeing from mm -hmm. from this transition um right now Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, you've already picked up on one of the main ones, and that's um, communication. And really, I think the balance of communication. So there's um, a real risk of people under communicating, 
now that you're uh, potentially not based in an office together, you might be working different hours to one another if your routines and schedules have um, been uprooted as well. And so finding um, good rhythms and patterns um, uh, around communication is really important. So making sure that you've got regular one-to-ones um, -one in with people, making sure that you've got regular updates happening, whether that's face-to-face um, -face over uh, video conference or whether that's just updates over um, chat tools that you use like Slack or um, uh, or other um, things or um, just updates over emails to one another. I think there's a real risk of under-communicating um, uh, more than anything. Uh, the only thing that I would say on that in terms of challenges as well, though, is in terms of that communication, obviously people are already feeling a heightened sense of stress in all sorts of ways. And so um, businesses also need to tread a careful line um, between the types of communication that they send out and, and how reg regularly and when. Um, so I have an example actually of where um, an organization in the in the desire to be um, very transparent and communicative was sending out lots of messages about risk of redundancy um, for staff um, before the government had announced um, the furloughing support that they're giving um, to businesses that lose work. And so uh, that, I guess, caused a um, period of time for certain people that work there of real uncertainty and real fear. Um, that actually was placated um, later on. And it was done in a way that was um, just sort of over emails and not through conversation and not allowing people to ask questions and share ideas and, and talk about what it means. So if you've got any real big stuff that needs communicating, really trying to think about when you communicate that so it doesn't, you know, if it's being sent out late, in, late at night when um, people are about to log off and go spend time with their families, that um, is unhelpful because it's um, uh, going to cause them stress overnight um, and not allow them to talk to their managers about it. Um, so yeah, really thinking a bit harder about those um, trickier issues. Um, I think the other challenges aside from communication, and we can talk a little bit in more detail around communication if people need more ideas around how to um, communicate effectively. Um, really, I think it's about uh, one of the challenges about how you manage your own stress um, and your own worries and your own fears um, so that they don't have a knock-on effect onto other people that are also experiencing that stress. Um, and so that might be, again, that might be stress to do with um, uh, uh, the coronavirus outbreak and um, things that people are dealing with around that, but it also might be stress to do with using new technology and using new ways of working and feeling like um, you might be uh, judged for your ability to manage this sort of change in, in work and this change in approach. Um, and so I think uh, people firstly being really um, kind to themselves and realizing that everyone is in this in the same situation um, and asking for help when they need it, um, but also um, uh, managers taking time uh, to think of ways that will relieve their stress. Um, again, like taking um, breaks from work when they need it, um, uh, doing things outside of work that um, that will reduce um, their stress and their concerns so that when they are working with people and they are having to uh, be relied upon to answer difficult questions, 
um, that they are not um, projecting um, that stress and anxiety onto other people. Um, yeah. And I think really, I, I've, I've seen a mix of how people are finding this at the moment. Some people are saying that um, they feel like they're in a really difficult position where they are being pressured from their bosses um, and then aren't getting the support that they need. Um, whereas other people are finding that across their whole company, everyone is um, a little bit more understanding and a little bit more supportive and it's making everything a lot easier. And so I think it depends on um, the leadership that you've got in your company and also the types of um, situations that you're finding yourself in. Um, some people have been forced to accept uh, that their work has changed because, for instance, in the events industry, they have entirely lost a lot of their work. Um, and so uh, while some bosses are reacting to that in a very stressed and pressured way, other people are seeing it as an opportunity um, to actually uh, change and adapt and come up with new ideas together as a team and support one another um, through that time. Um, so I think, yeah, it really depends on the leadership in terms of um, how effectively um, businesses can manage that pressure and that change. Um, um, and I guess, as you say, you know, you touched on the event side of things, there's going to be different mm -hmm. businesses that are, are going to be affected mm -hmm. in different ways. Um, I mean, there's going to be some businesses that will be very busy um, mm -hmm. from the um, effects of what we're seeing at mm -hmm. the moment. So it's, I guess the thing that everybody has got in common at the moment is that there is a time of uncertainty and everyone is is trying to, you know, change mm -hmm. and adapt and, and, and work out the the next steps forward as like as best as as they can do um i'm just thinking in terms of you know people that we may have on the call today mm. we'll have a mixture of, of of clients from different industries so if anybody wanted to sort of pose a question in the q a bit or add any further insights for us to chat about um feel free to sort of fire any through um in the meantime i guess you know, we've talked about um, what your what sort of advice you've been given to people that you've been working with and the challenges we've seen. So, what should managers actually be doing right now? Mm -hmm. How? Mm -hmm. you know, what are the key things that we can kind of put out there to um, so people know the key things that yeah. are going to help them sort of yeah. get through? I think um, the first thing uh, to say around sort of the ways in which businesses are. Um, all affected very differently and even teams within businesses and organizations will be affected, di affected differently. So there might be um, people who are delivering frontline services, for instance, who um, are really struggling to do their work remotely or who might still be uh, needed um, to do work face to face. Um, whereas there'll be other teams within the same organisation who can quite happily work from home and quite happily do their work remotely together. So I think it's um, recognising that there's all of these different ways in which teams are affected, even within the same organisation. And one thing I would say about that in terms of what is the most important thing a manager can be doing right now is, again, really seeing this as an opportunity to um, future-proof your team and future-proof your business because what I've been finding actually is that a lot of the stuff that's coming up now for teams around communication, 
around how people lead through times of uncertainty, around flexible working and how that works within teams um, are things that have always been a problem in one form or another. They are always um, issues for certain groups of people um, within teams. And this is actually an opportunity to make your team much more inclusive, make it much more um, able to handle change and, um, and times of crisis, because actually, um, uh, I think the world is, is only going to get more complicated and more complex um, uh, and, and have a lot more situations like this. And so making the time now to actually say this isn't just something that is, um, you know, we're going to be in lockdown for three weeks and then we're all going to go back to normal. I don't think there is any going back to normal now or there's no going yeah, back to the way things the, work. The new normal. Yes. Um, and so even if we start being able to work face to face again, we're still firstly, some people are going to be now expecting more flexibility because they've been able to see that they that, that it might help them to do their job. Um, other people are going to be um, uh, continuing to be affected um, uh, by uh, the last few weeks and the weeks and months to come, even once this situation has passed. And so I think um, making time to actually uh, work out what's important for you as a company, for you as a team, um, like what your actual focuses need to be, um, and whether that's um, in the work you do or the way in which you do that together. Um, and uh, I guess using this time that you might have now um, to uh, see that as an opportunity um, to uh, make your team ready for when this type of stuff comes up again and see it as an opportunity for experimenting and trying new ways of doing stuff. Um, the other really important thing that I think is, um, aside from sort of uh, future-proofing your team and your business, is really just remembering that whilst, um, you know, things like uh, tools that we use and processes that we have and stuff, they're all important, but the most important thing is the people that you're working with. And without those people, you can't do the work that you need to do. And you can't, you don't have a business without those people. And whether that's people that are um, uh, your staff or whether that's people that are your customers, I think now is an important time to be making sure that we're really looking after our people in one way or another, um, really checking in with people, um, giving them the space that they need and the support that they need. Um, and importantly, um, also making sure that uh, in terms of those needs, that we're flexing to help people in the best way that suits them. I think yeah. um, up until now, when I've, I do a lot of work around, for instance, diversity and inclusion and equality, um, a lot of businesses uh, think uh, being fair is about treating everyone equally and uh, you know, managers treating all of their team in the same way. But the reality is that this situation and life in general, but this situation is causing, uh, uh, is impacting people very differently um, because of all of the various um, outcomes of it. So it's really important that managers take time to understand what each individual within their team needs and how they can be best supported through this time in order to get the most out of those people yeah okay fab um 
so I'm just having a look on the list. I don't think we don't seem to have any questions um, across the group from anyone. Um, if anybody would like to throw anything out there, um, now's your time. Feel free. Um, and I guess you know the plan from here, from our side. So this is kind of a you know adapting to the times. This is a new thing that that we're trialing out as as a business and and hoping to kind of find new ways to engage with people, share ideas. Um, I think one of the common things we've seen from speaking to all the people we're working with, whether it be on the client side or the candidate side, is there is just that common thread that it, it, it's a time of uncertainty. So people are just looking for um, different ideas and solutions, sometimes to questions they don't even know what the questions are yet. But, you know, just finding that the more the communication is out there, the more people are sort of connecting and keeping that line of communication, the more we can kind of generate new ideas. And as you say, sort of maybe, maybe adjust some of the ways that we have worked before and look at how we can do even better. One of the um, things to quickly say on that uncertainty actually is um, the other thing that I've been encouraging teams to do is also being really clear on what they do know is certain. And that might just simply be that your mission as a company still remains, for instance, or it might be that there's um, a customer base that you're still serving, or it might be that um, your commitment to um, uh, your staff still remains the same. Sort of reiterating even just the most basic things that like are not going to falter in one way or another. Um, And I've seen teams, for instance, doing um, away days, I talked about before, um, doing away days to actually just uh, re um, reset their values and reset um, their sort of mission and purpose as a team um, so that at least everyone has that to hang on to yeah. and know that that is um, uh, continuing to be the case. We've got questions now. Yeah, we've had a couple of questions. Can you see the questions as well? Yes, I can. I'm just. So the first question, I guess, for the benefit of everyone else, um, one of the managers um is finding that all his time is being taken up on the phone talking to his mm-hmm. team um whereas previously people would pop to his desk in the office um now each pop-in is a 20-minute phone call um, mm-hmm. any specific advice for him there mm-hmm. yeah i mean i guess the first thing to say is um i'm presuming that uh he's got lots of other stuff to be getting on with and that you're suggesting that this is that this isn't necessarily his one priority right now because there are some managers where their sole priority is um, the health of the team and uh, the ways in which how they can best support the team to work Um, but if it is that it's really lots of other two managers yeah so I think um, one thing uh, to offer him for a piece of advice a couple of things actually um, one is um, making appointment times. So I've seen this work really effectively for people. Um, often we end up, uh, people end up using their calendars in the opposite way to how, um, uh, in, so I'll explain. We often end up sort of blocking out time that we need to focus on other things and saying like, okay, actually I keep getting distracted by all of this stuff. So I'm gonna block out this period of time uh, to focus on the stuff I need to focus on and get my head down on. Whereas I've actually seen it work much more effectively if you can block out time where you are available and people can proactively make appointments with you. 
Um, and that way, um, people know there's a, a section of time in the day or a section of time in the week where you are having one-to-one -one conversations or where you are having um, team conversations. Um, and people start getting into a bit more of a habit and a routine. And that also will help him with um, context switching as well. Because the other difficult thing when you're jumping on and off of calls is that it's then really hard to sit down for the like 20 minutes that you have in between calls to then crack on with um, something else. And so if he's got everything uh, blocked out in a particular period of time, that will help him with that context switching. The other thing is again around that openness is um, for managers to feel comfortable sharing with their teams that because they are um, having to spend a lot of um, time talking to people one-to-one -one on um, uh, phone calls and stuff, it is having a knock-on effect on their work. And I think a lot of people don't realise necessarily that um, their managers have a lot of other things going on that they need to focus on. So I think we really need to work on, um, as managers, being much more open with our team and sharing the pressures that are um, on us. Um, I think the last thing uh, that I was going to quickly say on that, um, uh, which has just gone out of my head, sorry, I had, you might have noticed that I had a uh, child, small child crying in the background. <laughs> um, it will come back to me in a minute. Uh, okay. I'm just having a look at what, um, there was another question in there as well from um, one of the other attendees. What do you do as a team? What do team activity, uh, sorry, we do team activities each Friday as in bingo and quizzes over camera. Um, I mean, I can give some examples from, from our side um, as a business, what, what we've been doing. So um, for me personally, so there's a team of 11 that um, I manage. So we've got regular setup calls, um, same time, and we've got them set up at 11 o'clock on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday every week. Um, not saying that's the right or wrong way to do it. I think initially we thought as a team, and this all comes back to communication, we thought maybe having a daily call might not be needed. Um, alongside that, we sort of complemented it with, we have a, um, I still have my individual touch points with the team. And then as a, as a business, um, we're doing lots of things together as well. So we would ordinarily have sort of a, a company-wide meeting on a Monday, which we're continuing to do that people are calling into. Um, last week, we were due to have our end of quarter meeting, which is usually all of us come together in one office. We might sometimes get someone external in. We'll have some some food and drinks. So, you know, sort of make it a time for everyone to sort of catch up as, and socialize as well. And obviously, without us being able to do that, we we kind of did it virtually. And, and um, it was a new way to do things, but it, it was a nice way for everyone to sort of come together. Um, I like the idea from your side around things like bingo and quizzes. And I think those sorts of things are things that people are doing outside of work as well. But I don't see any reason why that can't sort of come into inside of work as well. Um, and there was another thing from our side around um, uh, sort of fitness and, and, you know, sort of health ideas. So one of one of the members of the team is is sending around sort of a daily well-being email just with kind of ideas and suggestions on on how to set yourself up for today and you know positive thoughts for the day um we've set up a group on strava where we're doing a bit of a running competition every week so just different ways for all parts of the business to to try and come together and and, and um yeah communicate in different ways um i would say i've been seeing lots of teams doing um learning together 
Uh, so whether they're doing online courses together or whether they're um, sharing their learning. So I've seen uh, teams doing like learning hours so that people can log in at lunchtime and learn from one another. Um, yeah. And also the other thing to say. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, what sort of programs would people be using to do that on? Do you know? So I've seen some people that are self-organizing like workshops and stuff using Zoom and someone is presenting, but also um, uh, there's lots of online um, learning platforms where you can do stuff as a group like um, uh, FutureLearn or Udacity or um, edX. They're all ones that you can have groups on and, and chat and follow one another. Um, and so, yeah, so I've seen lots of people doing that. One thing to say is also just having um, uh, remote cups of tea and things because uh, you don't get to stop off at the kitchen and chat to people. But that reminded me of going back to um, Karina's point earlier around um, the amount of um, online uh, online chats or phone calls that people are dealing with now in particular, again, managers are dealing with. Um, the thing that I was thinking about is, again, this is an example of where actually, yes, there is the increased um, uh, stress and pressure and change that we're all experiencing that is causing um, the need for more of these conversations. But also, um, what a lot of people are realizing is that these are problems that have always existed around um, their uh, teams or around their productivity. And um, it's just more apparent now that you're having to jump onto a phone call with people. So. Um, there may be a scenario where this person, this manager, is so used to answering questions for his team, just on a, or their team, sorry, I don't, uh, on, a, on an ad hoc um, basis, um, you know, over the desk or um, uh, as they walk past or whatever, that he's never really questioned um, whether it, it's right that they are that they are always asking for his advice and his um, uh, support and working stuff out. Um, and uh, the thing that I've been working with a lot of companies on over the past few years is how you develop more of like a coaching mindset within your managers and how you get managers to um, to, to um, coach their um, team members to actually come up with um, solutions to problems themselves, to come up with ideas themselves, and to think of what their manager may say about something so that they are able to make decisions for themselves without needing to have lots and lots of conversations. And so I think um, encouraging, uh, and it, that's a much longer term thing around how you actually uh, make ensure that people are much more self-sufficient um, and uh, able to uh, make decisions for themselves. Yeah, no, that's an interesting point as well. And I think that sort of goes back to the point around um, you know, having this time now, I think it will it will be a time of realization for and time for self reflection and for for companies to reflect on how they are going about things and actually how could we um, do things differently to actually make people perform even better. Yeah. Okay. June um, um, has asked something, but I can't read it. Sorry, I, it's blocked I think we covered. Time. It was the question oh, right. around what what do you do as a team and and the team activities. Oh, um, oh yes, so. so yeah, no worries. I think that one was covered. Um, I'm just sort of looking at the time, so we're just over thirty minutes. So I think for now, unless anybody would like to ask any other specific questions, um, I think we'll leave it there for today. Um, thank you so much, Tessa, for coming onto the call and, and sharing some of your insights. I think now is just, as I say, a time where people are really keen to find out more. Um, and 
what we'll do from here, guys, is if you would like any more information, um, we will please email us. Um, so you can email tiger at tiger-recruitment.co.uk. Um, but we will sort of be following up after this as well um, with all of you directly. So um, thanks so much for, for signing in. Hope that everything worked okay. We were sort of getting onto all our tech quite last minute. So uh, we're all on a bit of a learning curve. But yeah, hope hope it was insightful. And, and thank you very much, everyone, for joining. Thanks for having me.